0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. And this is the 43rd episode, and we're going to talk about back to the routine, set yourself up for a great school year. And before I jump into all of that, I want to mention that I am going to be launching my seven week program, Power Your Parenting, on September 23rd uh, for 49 days. You'll get in the routine of receiving a practical, encouraging email from me, and you will have live access to me every week with other like-minded moms in our Q&A calls where you can ask me anything, and we'll apply it to your life right away. So it's great support and camaraderie with other moms. You'll find out I am not the only one. Um, so I'll be telling you more about this in the next weeks. Okay, moving on. What I love about being a licensed psychotherapist and coach is that I get to have real, authentic tell-it-like-it-is conversations with moms. Unlike the conversations you have while serving on the PTO or everything is just great. So one of my strengths is that I'm a very good listener, and part of being a good listener is that I have lived it myself, and I've had to get very real with myself and name things that most moms feel. So here's what I know. Most moms are worn out by the summer. You have to be intentional so that the summer break doesn't break you with having teens always in your space and where they demand that you keep them from being bored or they demand that they should have as much screen time as they want since nothing else is going on, implying again that it's your fault that they are bored. So many of us moms are counting the days that our kids go back to school, except for many of you homeschool moms because your work doubles. I have the utmost respect for you homeschool moms. I mean, that's a really hard job. I definitely didn't have the gift. I remember sitting around with some of my friends saying that I was going to homeschool my daughter and I was being playful and they fell out of their chairs laughing saying, you? Actually, I didn't think it was that funny, but again, homeschooling is not my skill set. But I do have the utmost respect for you homeschool moms. But by the end of the summer, moms want their space back and their lives back. We need a break. Stay at home and moms with full-time careers both thrive on that little bit of space and predictability we get when our kids are back in the full swing in their busy school schedule. I remember each year sending my daughter back to school, and the first day was always very sentimental for me. I would say, I can't believe she's already in the seventh grade or I can't believe she's already in the ninth grade or she's already a junior in high school or this is really her senior year. But after I dropped off my daughter for her first day of school, a group of mom friends would meet at our favorite breakfast place, and we'd toast each other with our coffees, our orange juices, or something stronger about getting our lives back. And as we toasted each other, everything seemed sunny, happy, and full of possibility. But then going back to school can make our teens edgy and in bad moods. One reason is because they are very sleep-deprived, adjusting to the early morning school schedule when they had gotten used to their summer schedule of waking up at 10, noon, or even 2, when you think half the day has already passed. Another reason teens can be edgy and snappy when school starts is that their anxiety is heightened. There are a lot of unknowns in the beginning of school around teachers and friends and who will be in my class and who will be in my lunch. And um, especially for girls who tend to have a lot of anxiety around finding their friends and their tribe, especially if they are transitioning into a new school, like the first week of middle school or the first week of high school. The reason I tell you all of this is because the beginning of school has its own set of challenges. Besides having anxious and sleep-deprived teens, they are often resistant to getting back to the routine of studying. So all of this is a setup for parent teen drama. If you have your head in the sand or are still clicking your heels that you finally got your life back since the kids are back in school, it's very easy for your hopes to be dashed when these unwanted teenage attitudes and issues raise their drama heads. And then that sinking feeling can creep in like, oh no, I now remember all the battles I had with my son or daughter last year. See, it's easy to think that you're starting your year off as a blank slate, but it's never a blank slate, and here's why. The truth is, is that the same issues and struggles that drove you crazy last year are going to reappear this year. And why is that? Patterns repeat. Your son and daughter will do what they do, and then you and your partner typically react like you do, and over time, these verbal and behavioral exchanges become predictable patterns of interactions. And these interactions are unconscious and are on autopilot and are triggered with an eye roll, a disrespectful comment, that slam door, and then your amnesia is shattered and you remember and you let out a deep sigh. You don't want these unconscious patterns of interactions to become your, quote, new routine, See, it's easy to fall into routines or patterns that are not working for us or for our teens. You may be aware of some routines and not be conscious of others. Because the fall semester is busy, it's easy to go on automatic pilot and just push through all the things you have to do. This does not make for an enjoyable year. The good news is this year doesn't have to be a repeat of last year. But things won't automatically change. You have to be intentional. So today we're gonna talk about four steps to creating the routine you want. One, you wanna be conscious of what didn't work last year. Also anticipate where the struggles are going to be. Two, you wanna get clear about what you want. Three, what needs to change. And four, remember you are in charge. Okay, so four steps to create a routine you want. One, What didn't work last year? Where was the drama? Anticipate where there could be drama. Well, some of you may be thinking, it seems like you're being really negative. Why focus on what's not working? It's a good question. This isn't about complaining with our friends or partner about our teens just to get all upset all over again. What we are doing is being proactive and identifying problem areas so we can intentionally find solutions to change these problem areas. This is a way to dial down the drama. Last year, what did you and your son and daughter tend to argue about? What were the hot spots? What were the things that really ticked you off and got you going from 1 to 100 in a nanosecond? If you spend even about 10 minutes thinking about it, you're going to know where the struggles are. The reason is, is that they repeat over and over again. But if we don't anticipate them beforehand, it's like we are in the movie Groundhog Day, repeating the same series of events over and over again. Usually during the week, the problem areas are in the morning, before school, um, or after school, and right before bed. So typical struggles... Your son won't get out of bed. Your daughter won't be ready on time. Your daughter wants to skip breakfast. Your son forgets his homework or his gym clothes. Your daughter is angry in the car when you pick her up after school. Your son comes straight home and plays video games and tells you he doesn't have homework. Your daughter tells you that she's doing her homework while she's listening to music or is on Snapchat watching an episode of Grey's Anatomy and doing math homework. Your teens... Argue they need to have their phone in the room so that they can get up in the morning, or they need to have the computer in their room late at night to finish their homework. You argue about cleaning the room, or doing chores or not doing chores, or breaking curfew, not letting you know when they change plans and they're driving the car, and on it goes. It's also helpful to anticipate where the problems are going to be. For example, if your daughter is now a sophomore and last year you made her turn her phone and computer over to you before she went to bed, she is going to push to have her phone and computer in a room at night. She will argue that she's a sophomore and starting driver's ed, so why can't she have her phone? Um, and another type of what's not working is asking yourself, what is it that you're doing that's not working? So for example, when my daughter was 12, I was in a pattern of briefing my daughter about her day in the car on the way to school. My automatic behavior would try to push her to answer my questions about homework or whatever. Though I had good intentions, this was a terrible time to try to talk with her. She was nervous about school and her friendships, and she would snap at me and I would get mad at her and then she would slam the door when she got out of the car. So what was not working was that I was trying to push her to talk. So I had to admit that though it was a good time for me, it wasn't a good time for her. I had to be objective and not take this personally or get in a power struggle with her about it. When I gave up the struggle, her and I talked and decided that she could pick out the music that she wanted to listen to on the way to school. Often, if I didn't push her to talk, she would spontaneously open up to me, especially after school. The second way to create a routine that you want is ask yourself, what do you want for this year? This is a great question for you to ask. Sometimes we may not know what we want, but we do know what we don't want. So turn around the things that we've just talked about or that you listed that you don't want into what you do want. For example, a mom told me how her oldest daughter, who is 15, frequently came into her room. Uh, her mom and dad's bedroom and would start an argument after 10 p.m. when both mom and dad were trying to get to sleep. She would come into their bedroom challenging the parents' rules about screen time and would get super upset and quickly escalate the drama with her mom, especially. The daughter would cry, yell, and threaten. Of course, this is a horrible way to try to go to sleep, especially for mom, Because she would toss and turn and replay all of her daughter's accusations all throughout the night, making it very difficult for mom's mind to slow down enough to go to sleep. So when I was talking to the mom, um, she admitted that it happened many, many times last year. So in my office, I asked her, What do you want to see happen? How do you want to handle that situation? And she said, I mean, this has to stop. She can't keep coming into my room when I'm trying to go to sleep. So what I want is for the family to be able to go to sleep in peace and that difficult conversations wouldn't happen at night because I'm exhausted and I can't think clearly. So if you haven't made your list of things that aren't working, I would strongly advise you to do that and then turn that around to what you do want. Because our teens can push us and push us, it's easy for us to settle and give up on our boundaries. Now, at the beginning of school, is the perfect time to reset and realign with the big picture. Write what you want for you and your family. Like, I want things to go smooth in the morning. I want my teen to be more consistent with her chores. I want there to be more family time. I want to make sure our family has some downtime. Besides what you want for your family, it's a good idea to come up with your family mission statement where you have everyone in your family choose one word that would represent what they want their home to feel like this year. Like, I want our house to be in order, peaceful, fun, playful. Rules and boundaries can help shape routines. And routines help you create the life you want. For example, let's look at the morning routine. Ask yourself, what do you really want for the mornings? How do you want them to go? And you might say, I want my mornings to be peaceful. I want to be prepared. I want to be centered. I want to be loving towards my daughter. No mother would say, I want to get in a huge argument with my daughter. I want to get angry. I want to be stressed and impatient. But scenarios like this happen all the time. One of my clients told me that she got so frustrated trying to get her daughter out of her bed in the morning that she lost it and ended up pulling off all her blankets and sheets and then hit her and kept kicking her. Needless to say, this didn't end well. The struggle of trying to get her daughter out of bed happened day after day after day, and mom and daughter fell into an unconscious routine that wasn't working for either of them. There were many days mom and daughter kept doing this same old drama dance before both mom and daughter snapped. When you know what you want, you can create a conscious routine. But first, you need to be clear about what and how you want to change the situation. All right, the third step to creating a routine you want is to ask yourself what would you like to change? Now that you've looked at what's not working and looked at what you want, now it's time to get clear about what you want to change. The key here is clarity. If you are not clear, then you have opened the door to drama, because your teen will argue about how they need their computer in their room all night, and if you aren't 100% clear why that's not okay, and only 97%, then there will be drama. You have to be 100% clear so that you don't get dragged into arguing or trying to logically convince your teen that you are right. You want to be clear about your big picture, the rules, guidelines, boundaries, consequences, values, and you want to make sure that dad and other step parents are all clear and part of this new routine. The clarity piece is a process. I mean, you don't get clear right away, or it's not a one-time event. A great way to think about it is that it's an ongoing experiment. Try a new morning routine for a week. If your daughter has a hard time getting up, start with telling her the big picture, like, you know how last year I would wake you up three times every morning and you would always fall asleep and then we'd have to rush out of the house to school and you wouldn't eat breakfast and it ended up with both of us yelling at each other in the car on the way to school. I know that's not good for you and it's not good good for me either, both of us starting our day in a really bad mood. So how can we do this differently? So Whitney, what can you do to get yourself up on time and make sure that you have time to eat breakfast? Where do you need my help? Okay, so this is where it's good to get practical and specific in terms of what needs to change. So Whitney says, I don't know, Mom. And then you say, well, I want you to think about it want you to really take some time to think about it because I am clear that I am not going to be battling you every morning. So give Whitney some time to think about it. And then she comes back to you and she may say, Mom, I need another alarm clock across the room. And then you ask her, is there anything else you could do to get up on time? Well, I could get a shower the night before. But I'm not going to eat a Pop-Tart or a Lego for breakfast. And then you say, okay, then what would you like? I'd have some yogurt and granola or a protein shake. Okay, so what we're doing here is we're trying to get her involved. You're trying to be collaborative and you're trying to be part of the solution. So then you offer your solution. Okay, so Whitney, what if I have that ready for you in the kitchen? Would that help? And on a good day, she says, sure, Mom. Okay, and then you need to be clear about the consequence in case Whitney does not get up or doesn't get her shower. Um, So then you say something like, Whitney, I'm not going to yell at you in the mornings anymore, but here's what's going to happen. If you don't get up on time, that's going to tell me that you need more sleep. And so you're going to have 30 minutes less screen time the night before. And if that happens another day, there will even be less screen time the night before. So then Whitney isn't going to say, that's a great idea, Mom. She's going to say, but Mom, I'm going to need my computer for my homework. And then you need to be ready for that. And you say something like, well, you'll have to organize your studying so you won't need your computer after 9 o'clock in the evenings. I'm clear about this consequence. And then I would say, Mom, that you try this for a week um, and then reevaluate what needs to change. Again, this is an experiment. If you keep at it and you keep tweaking it, you will find a routine that will work. The good news is if you keep working on this routine week after week and you keep evaluating it, you will come up with a morning routine that works for both you and your son or daughter. Doing this reveals the loopholes that your teens will find to sabotage your new routine. You want to evaluate what is your teen's part in this, what is your part, or your husband's part, or a step-parent's part, and what needs to change. And then you roll out the new routine for the next week. This keeps you parenting in the higher part of the brain. You want to create these new routines from that left cortex, the strategic part of the brain. If you are unconscious and every day you are surprised that you're having the same battle with your son or daughter, then most likely you're going to have an emotional response and be reacting from your lower brain. And you'll be in your stress response of fight, flight, or freeze. When you are consciously reviewing what's working or not working every week, it keeps you from having that same battle every day for the next year. This will definitely dial down the drama. Okay, the fourth step to create a routine that you want is to remember that you are in charge. Often, it can feel like your teens or the drama or the busy schedule or the never-ending to-do list and demands on your life are in charge. So it's good to go back to this question. Are you in charge of your daily or weekly routines? Are you and your partner on the same page? You want to ask yourself these questions. Who created this routine? Is this a routine I want? Is this a conscious routine or an unconscious routine? Remember routines can happen by default. They may not be what you really want. These runaway routines seem to have a life of their own. As one of my clients said, it feels like everyone else is driving my life. So it's important to ask yourself these questions. Who is driving my life? What are the routines in my life? And are they working for me? So take charge of creating new routines that work for everyone in the family, including you. In this podcast, I have focused on creating positive routines with your family. But I would also like for you to think about having some personal routines for you that work, like exercising every morning, making time for a spiritual practice every day, of a meditation, journaling, prayer, or reading something inspirational. Simple things can become a routine like listening to your favorite podcast on the way to work. In other words, you want to make sure that your self-care becomes part of the routine. And when it does, it saves you from a lot of mental anguish and arguing with yourself about how you don't have time to take a walk. So you can simplify your life in your brain by having a routine and just saying, you know, this is what I do after the kids go to school or when I get off from work. So I really want you to take some time And look at these four steps. Spend some time on this. Give yourself 30 minutes to write this out and ask yourself what didn't work last year and anticipate what the future struggles are going to be. Two, get clear about what you want. Three, write down what needs to change. Four, remember that you're in charge. Hey, everybody. This concludes this week's episode of How You're Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenO'Grady.com that has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best selling and award winning book, Dial Down the Drama Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a guide for mothers everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly easing. I always have a helpful article for you. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady, Dial Down the Drama.